Well, if you didn't sign up for the Patreon, you missed our hour and a half Oscars preview of the Oscar nominations. I didn't even realize you talked that long on the Oscars, but I was vibing it. And I think I said poor things 300 times. Spoiler alert. You know what we didn't talk about now that we're talking about wrestling? Uh, Iron Claw snubbed the entire way through. Um, I put that tweet out that was about my, like... Best supporting nominations. Uh-huh. And I want to add um the soft cock bulges of Iron Claw. They get a nomination. Uh Charles Melton's fake penis, uh Barry Keegan's real penis, and the soft cock bulges of Iron Claw, all up for nomination. Uh Bradley Cooper's nose also in that category. You know, prosthetic things you can put inside you, Bradley Cooper's nose. Welcome to Weekend at Effie's. We have a special edition of the uh, podcast this week. I'm still going to talk for a minute about what I did last weekend, because it was lovely. Yeah. I went to Spokane, Washington. Oh. Went for a day. Spent 13 hours on a plane for the match. Uh, got to fight the Devil Drexel and Funny Bone in a crazy tag team contest. Bussy's debut at Relentless. We have both been there separately, but we've never tagged together. Uh so it was very fun. Got a little bloody. Got staples all over my body, which happens around Drexel for whatever reason, just stapling me. But we also made almost $50 each off He's, of Staple uh, Money. He's sponsored by Office Depot. He he could. He could work at Home Depot. He has like a crazy beard. A uh, lot of fun. Yeah, we made a lot of money off the staple gun money, you know? But you also sound like... Yeah, I mean, he stapled my face and arms and chest, but I did almost make $50. And you're sort of like, yeah, I don't know if the trade-off is there. Uh, it was on top of the normal rate, though. So it was just like a nice little bonus for getting stapled. You're one of the fans tips. One of the fans threw a $100 bill. Oh. Yeah, $100 bill uh, to be stapled, which I begged to be stapled on my ween, and it was not. And Funny Bone then stapled it to his own head. So it was a great time. Love Spokane. Uh, they really take care of me. Gave me another room with a jacuzzi. I ate uh, Panda Express. I got to take a long nap. I watched all of uh, Drag Race Canada season four in about a two-day Panda period. Express is what they're calling the plane that's going to come pick the pandas up and take them back oh, to China. No, we're losing our pandas. We have to at least make one more trip. When are they taking them? In May. I think so. Let me check. Oh, don't take our pandas. Oh, pandas, we love you. You lazy bears, you eat your own feces. Little pandas, who could you be? Uh, That's my song to the pandas. I hope they uh, do well. And I'm sorry to hear you've got to go back to China, but it does seem like that's where you're from. So I guess that makes sense that you would go back there. And Atlanta will miss you. But have you heard what they're replacing the pandas with? Uh, me. I'm going to be in the panda cage for the next year. You can come see me in person. I'm going to be eating bamboo and just farting and shitting. I showed you that uh, China tourism video. Oh, yeah. The the uh, monkey king in the yeah. cave <laughs> being fed snacks. I think this is a valiant job. Somebody's got to do it. Uh, indefinite on the pandas. Release date has indefinite. not been announced. Does this mean we're going to start World War Three over keeping the pandas? Potentially. Is it going to be like when you give a baby the three starter Pokemon and they have to choose? Is it going to be like just Joe Biden's over here? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. What I forget his name. Pikachu? No, no, no. <laughs> the president of China. 
Xi Jinping. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. They're going to stand at opposite ends of the room, and the pandas have to choose who they're going to go to. Come uh, here, panda. You don't want Pikachu because he's fucking racist, apparently. You think Joe Biden's got a big dick? Because I saw I his brother. his try real I quick. saw his brother's nudes, and then I've seen Hunter's nudes, and they're hung. Wait, his Joe Biden's brother's nudes? Yeah, 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 I saw Joe Biden's brother's cock. Huge. Good for you, Biden family. But it makes me think Joe Biden's got a big old dick. Let me, let me, let's look. Let's Welcome look, back let's to look. the politics uh, podcast. Uh, this is a special episode because we're putting it out early because we're going to do a big preview of the Big Gay Brunch coming up this Saturday in Tampa. And if you have not heard the news, there are less than 50 tickets for the Big Gay Brunch in Philadelphia. And that's not until April 6th. And WrestleMania week is shaping up to be reasonable i like i'm familiar with philadelphia which helps a lot uh i've just added a couple more bookings that i will be a part of and um i'm excited to not wear myself out completely thin i think i'm only going to be doing five shows total including the big gay brunch which honestly fuck yeah even if it ends up being four shows total fuck yeah uh i'm totally fine uh with that and i'm excited for the bookings i do have I may be adding some other things like a WrestleCon signing if you want to come hang out. But this weekend, it's all about Tampa, Florida. Uh, I think he is a grower, not a shower, but yeah, probably big dick. <laughs> is that what the chart says? Yeah. Well, his brother and son, they showed. Uh, there's also some, big old there's some other things in there that are... Ooh. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, the best part about our two presidential nominees right now, Donald J. Trump and Joe they Biden, could be dead in a couple they months. will all be dead. Yeah. By November, they're both going to die. So this isn't, I'm not saying I'm going to be involved in it. I'm just saying if you look at them, they don't look like they're doing well. Either of them. No. No. We're, every side is yelling about cognitive decline. And I, here's my pitch. Ready? Jennifer Coolidge, I think, for president. Yes. And I think she just goes, everybody calm down. These gays are trying to kill (laughs) me. She's in those new MasterCard commercials, really into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you're talking to your MasterCard. Oh, am I? Uh, Pretty fun. Uh, But we're going to preview the Big Gay Brunch. None of the Christopher Guest movies are streaming. Because I tried to watch Best in Show the other day, and it was asking for money. Oh, come on, Christopher Guest. He knows he's about to be back on top with Spinal Tap 2 coming soon-ish. Either way. I Did you watch the um, Chris O'Dowd HBO show? What is it called? Like Family Tree or something like no. that? It was delightful. Does he talk like an Irishman? Yes. He's Chris O'Dowd. Remember, he was in Bridesmaids. He played a cop. And he said, Chris and Wig, I don't think we're going to be in love. And then they were. What? Well, either way, you're getting this episode early. As a preview to what it would be like if you were on our Patreon, and because timeliness is of the issue. If you'd like to join our Patreon, it's weekendatfees.com. We put out weekly content, including bonus episodes. We're going to be doing some watch-alongs very shortly. Our last watch-along was the David Lynch film Lost Highway, starring Bill Pullman, who we like to call the Baldwin without the baggage, just because he's got the beautiful hairline, the beautiful jawline, and none of the Baldwin crazy. Uh, and cause it, cause it's either problematic or Christian and <laughs> uh, no los dos. that was our episode last week. Um, but we are trading movies. So Pitar picked a Bill Pullman film and I am returning to fast and furious until, uh, well, we'll figure it out. 
Either way, Fast 9 is supposedly up next, but we may be doing a different double engagement of films here later. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. I don't think AJ... AJ wants to hang out later, and I don't think he could get through Zone of Interest. Uh, For the sake of your relationship, no. Yeah. Maybe don't even try. Yeah. He watched Poor Things, though. Oh. And loved it. Oh, good. So... He is an Aquarius, after all. That is an Aquarius cup of tea. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. It's the age of Aquarius. Unfortunately, or is that why I've been growing a tail? Yes. Oh, so weird. Uh, I've had multiple stress dreams this week. The ones last night, very stressful. Uh, a lot of weird shit. I'm not going to get into it here. Just it was weird. There were weird dreams, but I hold myself very high to a standard to make sure these shows are phenomenal. And I think this one will be. And we're going to kind of like go down the car, discuss what's going on now. This weekend in Tampa. Friday night, the main event of GCW Look at Me in Tampa at the Egypt Shrine Center, the same Look building. Look at me. Look at me. The main event is not the GCW Championship. The main event is not Mansoor making his return to singles action uh, for GCW. The main event is not uh, Gringo Loco. Sadly, love Gringo. The main event is Effie versus Mance Warner in a blood feud that I'm ready to put a stake in. Uh, we will finally meet face-to-face Friday night. It will be live on Triller TV Fight Plus. I don't know what to call it now. And uh, I'm very excited to, uh, you know, what made me laugh, I was talking to Mason Mansour on Twitch, and I said, I'm going to be feeling rough the next day, likely. I said, I'm probably going to lose a lot of blood, probably going to be very battered. And they said, what if you just squash him? What if you just win the match in two minutes and you're fine? I was like, what a great mentality to have. Uh, But they did say that they were going to come beat the bussy up. So... Uh, we'll get into that match in a minute, but Friday night, big main event feel. Uh, I'm happy that it's happening on the East Coast. I enjoy doing these main events on the East Coast because people stay up late enough to watch them, but there are 11 matches on this card. I'm about to go Nancy, what, what's her name? Tanya Harding. I'm about to no, Tanya Harding somebody who's going to be my Nancy Kerrigan just to get this bitch down to 10 because I, I think 11 matches is too many and I'm on the show, but they're all great matches, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Ugh. 11 matches Ooh. and I'm the last one. Ooh. How am I supposed to just like keep my interest all night? Uh, I don't know. Can There's... you just attack other performers and like knock it down a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's the plan. But also it does, uh, it is a good position to be in because by the time we come out, they will have seen every move possible. They will have seen every variation of a flip and a dive and a twist and a poke. Uh, so we are going to be able to have the floor to something a little different, a little more chaotic, a little more along the veins of Hostile 2 uh, that I think, you know, is going to make a lot of people win. So I had someone message me, one of my good friends from Florida, who's a photographer, said, I'm bringing one of my normie friends to the show Friday. Is it going to be too violent for them? And I said, no, gosh, no. It's just going to be a regular wrestling match along the vein of Hostile 2. So Hostile 2 Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. And also the guy from Hostile 2... Uh, played uh, the assistant to the director in The Producers, the one with Will Ferrell that they Mm -hmm. made a movie. And uh, I forgot his name, but he's great. And he's playing currently on Broadway. uh, Marty, what's the guy? Marty, we got to go 88 miles an hour. Marty, what's the, the professor from Back to the Future? Oh, Christopher Lloyd? Yeah, he's playing Christopher Lloyd's role in the Broadway production of Back to the Future, 
which Gringo Loco told me was delightful. Okay. Okay. He is, said, bro, is, this this ripped. Interesting. Yeah. Is, is the Mechas involved? In the musical? Yeah, I don't know. because I know he has those rights pretty fucking tied I, up. I would imagine he's got to be involved in some capacity. Let's see. Back to the Future that makes me musical. nervous. The musical? I don't know because this is a this is a, a slippery slope to a Back to the Future reboot. This is a musical by Bob Gale and Ro- Robert Zemeckis. Okay. I mean now, that is that is the two of them, so Bob Gale, let's look at what Bob Gale's done. Like everything. Oh yeah, he wrote Back to the Future with Robert Zemeckis. So this is Wow. Okay. They, their careers started together. There is a fantastic movie called Used Cars that I would highly recommend everyone watch. That okay. was their um, precursor. So the first movie that they did together was I Want to Hold Your Hand, which was a Beatles like fanfic movie, basically. Okay. okay. And then they did Used Cars, which is based on the premise of uh, people going into Vegas and hitting the used car dealership selling their car under the premise that they're going to make so much money. They can just go buy it back. They can go buy it back or buy a better car. And then they don't. And it's uh, Kurt Russell. Ah. Like post-Disney Kurt Russell. Did you see the Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell interview? No. Where Wyatt Russell was like, I don't like watching myself on film. And Kurt Russell's like, I actually watched The Thing last night in my hotel room. (laughs) I watch it all the time. It's just very like... Yes, they clearly are father and son. Really and also, funny. I don't know, we need to watch Monarch. We lost Apple TV+, yeah. Plus, but I think it's Godzilla fever. And to prepare for bisexual Godzilla and Kong, there's going to be... This is the original title of the new Godzilla x Kong. It's not versus Kong anymore. Godzilla x Kong, a little suck and fuck, was the original title. Mm-hmm. They changed it to be PG-13, but they're saying that in the center of the earth, in the underworld... That the reason that little baby monkey is born is Godzilla birthed Kong's baby. Remember the little monkey, but he's not little, but he's yeah. Big? So that's Godzilla's baby. I don't know. This is I'm guessing based on the trailer. okay, okay. But I think there's a you big... know what you know what the next one's called, not this one, but the one that comes after. It's Which... Kong X Godzilla Paperboy's Revenge. Paperboy's Revenge. They're always putting Paperboy through some shit. I just there's a scene where Godzilla reaches her little hand out and Kong grabs it with his big paw, and they hold while she's giving birth. I'm done. This is they're gonna turn our wow. podcast off. Wow. I'm really sorry. Don't wow. Don't judge a film by its cover. Go see Back to the Future the musical, and. Uh, listen to our Oscar episode. Sign up for the Weekend at Effie's Patreon. You're going to get video content. You're going to get vlogs. You're going to get bonus episodes. You're going to get monthly readings from the lovely Pitar. Yes. The weather reports. Yes. Uh, and you're going to get um, to tell me at the merch table that you support me and I'll like you better. Oh, and there's a merch discount. And there's a merch discount. And I just dropped the Say Gay shirts. Effie's Big Gay Brunch Say Gay shirts uh, in honor of Florida being fucky. And we just put those online. So effielives.com slash merch. You can get the Say Gay shirts online. They will only be in person at the brunch this weekend. I just shipped them off to go to Florida. Uh, One of my lovely friends is picking them up. And I'm very excited to have those for sale Saturday. It's the only time you'll be able to buy them in person. You can buy them online, though. Um, Big Gay Brunch Tampa is marked as Big Gay Brunch 8. But let's be perfectly clear. It is Big Gay Brunch 10. Because Big Gay Brunch UK happened, 
and Big A Thanksgiving happened, but neither of those were under the GCW banner, so those are not included in this count, which is the GCW Effie's Big A Brunch. So this is the eighth, and then Philadelphia will be the ninth. And I just want to read this out because it makes me proud. All right. And here's the goal, y'all. I'm a Gemini, right? And what does that mean? It means nothing's ever set in full stone. But Indianapolis, Tampa, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, Liverpool, Chicago, Tampa, Philly. And you know what I wrote at the end of this? Thank you and good night. So this is everyone's goal to convince me to maybe just take a short break, Mm -hmm. but maybe not walk away forever. Yeah. Uh, But I want to say this, and this is, I tried to explain this on my Twitch a little bit, and I sounded a little egotistical, but I'm just going to be egotistical. I am only getting more opportunities as a performer. I'm only getting more opportunities to be in a bigger spotlight, to be a main event player, to find my way on the road to being uh, a champion a real champion. And I think that, you know, with the changes that are occurring in the way wrestling is distributed in the way that, uh, people are seeking to pay their bills with wrestling, whether it be through contracts or through being an independent contractor like myself, I feel like I will be a staple of the next five years of where those changes are going. And I feel like I have a, uh, flag firmly planted in the new generation of what wrestling is going to look like. And I need a little breath to go to handle that at the highest capacity I can before I keep helping other people out. This is something that Mance Warner has given me shit for, saying uh, I got to go help everybody out and it's wasting all my energy. And doing things like Big Gay Brunch have kept me unfocused on uh, actually taking control and taking charge of the industry itself, which we could argue I'm taking control and charge of the industry because I'm the one providing opportunities in these capacities. But I understand his sentiment of it wearing me down and taking a lot of my energy away. And I don't want to miss out on making a bigger claim to my place in wrestling because I've been focused on making sure everybody else is comfortable and paid and booked correctly. And I'm uh, acting as some sort of, you know, ground of, you know, what I think the setting and the, uh, uh, standard of what it should feel like to be booked at a show should be when I need to be worried about being slightly greedy myself and handling my own business. So that's the polite way that I've kind of found my way to put it. But needless to say, the next two big gay brunches are confirmed. There's less than 50 tickets for Philly. We have announced no one yet. Technically I announced me, Sheik and Allie with just a friend picture. Cause of course, like I'm booking my sisters. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to be there. Uh, one of my wrestling friends texted me this morning. He was showing me a vignette he'd been working on and doing this. He said, how's your week? I said, pretty stressful. He said, is it big A brunch stuff? I said, partially. And he said, you're not actually working the brunch, though, are you? I said, brother, I'm the main event. And when I started the big A brunch, in my mind, I never wanted to be the main event. It always, to me, was, here, look at all these serious performers. I'm going to be in the mid-card doing something goofy. And then I'm going to put the highlights to other people. The first one being... yeah. Uh, Sonny Kiss and Cassandro main eventing, me in a really goofy match. Uh, the second one being me and Ace Perry in a battle for Ace Perry's soul in the mid card. Billy Dixon and AJ Gray doing a dog collar match. The first, uh, I think, one, one of the first uh, death matches where both competitors were black, uh, according oh, to shit. Billy Dixon. 
uh, in the dog collar match in Tampa. And so I continued wanting to kind of highlight the other people with my name plaster all over this thing. But I sort of found myself in a position where I needed to be the main event for a lot of these shows. It was expected of me to be the main event of a lot of these shows. And also watching them back, I was involved in other segments as well, which is, you know, a little bit much. Um, but yes, I am of course working the next two big A brunches. We figured out the main event for Philly. 95% sure it's happening. Very exciting dream match for me that I've wanted for a long time. Uh, it will be a tag match. You can figure it out yourself. But this week, we have a different main event that we will get to. First, I want to say this. Our commentary team. Uh, Chris Riddle, who did commentary at the Thanksgiving, uh, Gay Thanksgiving show for Elevation Pro, uh, will be joining us on commentary. Veda is going to be on the uh, boat in the ocean. I'm not going to tell you whose boat or why it's happening. I'm just going to say that I hope that they survive the boat, and I hope that the boat doesn't sink as much as I wish certain people on the boat would sink. Does that make sense? Yes. You know who I'm referencing? Uh-huh. All right, perfect. Uh, so we will not have Veda Scott there. We will miss them dearly. And Val Capone going to be in Chicago for this. So we will have the return of Val Capone and Veda uh, in Philadelphia confirmed. But for this one, Chris Riddle, very knowledgeable, especially of a lot of the people that are in this uh, big gay brunch. A lot of Southern stars showing out that uh, they are familiar with. But uh, sitting next to Chris Riddle in the commentary booth, announced this week, the King Nick fucking Gage. Yeah. Now, I'd asked Brett, I said, do you think that's something Nick would do? Do you think he would be willing to do commentary? He always tells me he wants to help out. He loves the shows. You know, he's at a lot of the big gay brunches, just hanging out, having mimosas, being a cool dude. And so I approached him in Chicago, and I said, you know, Nick, would you be willing to do commentary at the big gay brunch? He said, I'll do anything for you. So I just want to make sure, and he says, make sure you get me everybody's pronoun list. Because I want to be respectful. Yeah. And one of my favorite videos on the internet is a cameo that Nick Cage did where someone asked him to talk about trans rights and he went off on a tangent that was like, if you fuck with my trans friends and family, I'll kill you. And it uh, really like set the tone of like, that's how we have to be, especially going into Florida. Like, I would love for someone to walk in with a problem because technically some of our performers are performing illegally. In Florida right now, it is illegal for you to perform outside of the gender you were born and assigned with at birth. So I want someone to try us, honestly, because uh, Nick Gage is here. Nick Gage is ready to defend your rights. And Nick is so excited to uh, you know, do commentary on the show. He loves seeing the up-and-coming stars. Give him a little grace. He's doing his best. But I think with Chris Riddle on the team and Nick there, there's going to be a lot of excitement for what Nick is seeing. And Nick is also... Highly encouraging of everyone there. I think it makes people a little nervous. I saw a few of the competitors being like, wait, is he uh, is he commentating the whole show? And I was like, yeah. They're like, oh my God, I have to bring my fucking A game. And it's like, yeah, but like, bring you. Bring your A game. Yeah. The thing with Nick is he's always like, F, I fucking love you because you're 100% you. You're not trying to be anybody else. And he sees that. He obviously is a very a singular performer, as we were discussing earlier. But he is a wealth of knowledge of the wrestling industry and knows how things work. And uh, I think everyone is going to enjoy his commentary live on the stream. And if you're coming in person, say hey to Nick, but also watch the show back so you can hear his commentary. I think it'll be great. Uh, Ring announcing for us this time, we have Amy Rose, the Diamond Diva, former Ring of Honor star, former manager of Maxi Impaler, former manager of Effie, and she will be doing all the uh, ring announcing, but our host with the most, of course, Poya Del Mar, returning She has been at every Big A brunch, 
She is now a PWI columnist. She's an NWA star. She's all over the world. She's uh, the manager of champions. And I know that she will be involved in a little more than just hosting and creating a spectacle. Uh, and one thing that I've really appreciated is I give her the monologue to open the show. The opening monologue as your grandfather created for television. Goes to Pollo Omar at Effie's Big A Brunch. It has historically every time. And uh, now I'm excited to hear what she has to say about Florida and about what's coming up on the show. And I'm excited to see how she gets involved. I think Pero should be a little nervous, if I had to guess. I think Pero should always be nervous. You know, Pero really just keeps starting shit with me. I retweeted a Baby Bob graphic the other day uh, about her being the winner, and I just tag him in all of it. Just let him sit in it. Let's go over some matches. This is not going to be the order necessarily the matches are in. I'll figure that out the morning of as I'm scrambling around. If you're a superstar listening to this, send me your fucking music and let me know when you're going to be there. In the age of Effie's internet, I speak to the talent and the fans without separation. So uh, call time is 10 a.m. for talent. But really, if you're there earlier, that's the only time you're going to get ring time. Doors will open promptly at 11. There will be food and beverages served. Beverages including a whole lot of mimosas. We've talked to the venue. And then uh, we will be live on Triller Plus, Fight TV Plus, exactly at noon now i want to keep the start time the same because of the pay-per-views but i also want to keep the start time the same because the royal rumble is at night now i have asked cm punk not to do anything to take the shine off of us but i realize if he wins the royal rumble the shine is going to be taken off of us well i mean i do remember the last big gay brunch they fired him right after Mm -hmm. the brunch was done and it really fucked up our standings in the internet we were just starting to really get trended. People were retweeting clips. People are seeing the show. And Phil. So, sorry I held it against you, Phil. You know, I hope you win the Rumble. I know it's probably between you and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, actually, though, uh, I'm a little more in favor of Cody Rhodes because he texted me. So, until you text me, tell me you're sorry, Phil. I'm cheering on Cody Saturday night. Hopefully, Cody wins. But it could go either way. Maybe The Rock wins. He's on the board of TKO now. Which is the parent company of WWE. Okay. Which just announced that Netflix got the rights for $5 billion to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. (laughs) Monday Night Raw is my show. Uh, Here's a match. Now, I went on a big tangent about WrestleMania bookings. And, you know, like, we don't necessarily need everybody there. And people are like, you, blah, blah, blah. You think you're so special. You you think you're not going to give new people a chance. Wrong. I always give new people a chance. And this is my put on match so to speak i called it the next up gay grapplers grapple grouping uh this is the one that's not on the poster but y'all all still have to sign the poster just being clear i'm only gonna say it once if you don't do it you'll never be invited back this match features a lot of up and coming people from the south starting with caitlin marie who was at the big gay thanksgiving fought alley catch phenomenal we got to see her at wrestlecade weekend as well that weekend uh standout talent beautiful lady badass in the ring we love all of that but we also have uh sigrid daughter of tear fantastic performer out of i believe tennessee uh i don't know exactly where you're from sigrid but that's fine she is a viking princess warrior and i don't know if princess is the right term she's a beast she's a fucking killer she doesn't even have her face showing in this profile picture, just like the skull and the yeah, horns. Yeah. Uh, I've seen her work. She is vicious. I'm very excited for that. We also have the artist Josh Locke. They are non-binary out of Tennessee. 
They are uh, quite enamored with the artistry of wrestling. I'm excited to see more. I know they've done a lot of work at TWE up in Chattanooga. They were just in the news recently because someone came in trying to be transphobic at one of their events. And the whole fan group and all the talent kicked that person out and held them to fucking task. Which, like, who would have guessed? Chattanooga, Tennessee? Guess what? We won. We're winning. It's gay. Fuck you. Get out of our buildings. I love that. Uh, Also, Soraya Saber, who I've known Soraya Saber for a while. She is a student of Cody Rhodes. Uh, he was texting me about it. made me very excited. Uh, but I was going to feature her whether or not t- Cody Rhodes texted me. I was going to feature her because she's badass. She's awesome. She's down to help with whatever you need on a show. But she's also a stunning, incredible performer. Uh, also, Ron Bass Jr. in this match. Yeah. Yeah, you know Ron Bass Jr. Mm-hmm. Ron Bass helped us out. And you got to witness one of the most wonderful moments of being Effie, which is everything around me begins to crumble. I don't know what to do. And I look and I see someone who is putting in the work, who is showing up, doing anything they can do to be a part of the show. And I go, you, young man, come, your opportunity awaits. And then I put Ron Bass Jr. on the show, out of nowhere, unannounced, to fight Paro in the Twink Gauntlet. And I thought it was a great hoss-hoss match. And now looking at everyone in this match, Ron Bass Jr. has a strength advantage. And I can't wait to see. Ron's in a mood. Uh, Ron left Florida. Uh, moved to the Midwest and is now returning to Florida for this show. I was like, are you going to be able to come back? I'll, I'll be there. That's what he told me. And now returning to Florida, the home state where he began. And I know you're probably not familiar with this. Ron Bass Jr.'s father, rest in peace, was Ron Bass, the outlaw Ron Bass, who was a badass wrestler from back in the day. And so to see Ron Bass Jr. able to kind of continue this legacy, mm-hmm. but also be involved in LGBTQ shows yeah. uh, because of their background, but still be an ultimate badass, it rules. And I think this is someone to watch in the match. But I have to give final props to the person who main evented the Big A Thanksgiving with me, someone I've known for many years, Caden Pierre. This match I have with Caden Pierre, I may make you watch it sometime because it is number one proof that like, yes, we're gay wrestlers and we're fabulous and beautiful. And of course there's even still an ass and a striptease spot, but both of us showed we are hell of a hell of a good professional wrestlers, Uh big main event energy. Uh, I bumped all over the place for Caden. Caden almost beat my ass. And then I gave a riveting speech about uh, Caden Pierre and about the future of wrestling. So this is one match on the show that features six up-and-coming talents that some people may be familiar with, some people may not be familiar with, but I think after the fact, there's going to be a lot of people who are new fans of these wrestlers. And I had a few people telling me recently, they're like, I found a lot of my favorite wrestlers from these Big A Brunch shows, which is awesome. I even I was at a show one time, and someone came up to me. This sounds egotistical again. They said, I found out about all the wrestlers on this show from your streams. And I was like, this is the coolest thing anyone's ever said to me. I'm glad you came for me, kind of. But also, like, you know everyone else here and you're familiar yeah. and fans of everyone else here because of that. And yes, you're right. My name and ego and face is all over everything. Guess what? All I do is put everybody on. I want to put you in the position to win. I want to put you in the position to show people who you really are. I don't want to tell you how to do your shit. I trust that you can do your shit. That's why I book you. And if you do your shit and you gain new fans, great. I can provide a platform where you can do that. This is the big thing across all of wrestling that people forget. Getting a platform doesn't fucking matter. Using a platform to your benefit is what matters. Why do you think people can appear on AEW 30 fucking times in a row and nobody gives a fuck? Because they got the platform and then they think they can just be generic and plain. And it doesn't matter because they already made it there. Well, guess what, baby? Getting there, that's not the issue. Staying there is the issue. We want to put people in the position to stay there. 
I'm talking a lot on this episode. We got a lot to get through. Yeah. Uh, let's start with a tag match. This is a a wonderful juxtaposition, which I think all of wrestling should be a wonderful juxtaposition. We have the runway, who has faced Bussy before, known for some nefarious tactics, known for having their asses out, known for having gorgeous uh, bodies, known for being tan and fashionable, beautiful, electric, uh, taking on creeps who are known as trash gays. Now, they said this themselves. Uh, the wonderful Andy Ripley, uh, non-binary talent, and Dr. Irving West going to be coming in to take on the runway. This is a rematch from Enjoy Wrestling, but I wanted to put this on a bigger stage at, at Effie's Big Gay Brunch because that match is so much fun. And the juxtaposition between these fabulous, beautiful, like, beach-bound gays and just, like... Creep shows up in the dirtiest robes, and their visuals are gorgeous. And gorgeous, I mean, disgusting and dripping with slime. And it's, like, the whole thing is, like, both sides of the gay club. It's the back yeah. room of the gay club where I'm doing poppers and asking what this powder is. And the front room of the gay club where I'm, like, softly dancing in front of the DJ with my glitter on my face, like, having a little cocktail. It's both sides of the gay club in a tag match. So I hope that this will be enjoyable for everyone. After that, listen on the poster... We have a match that I had to fight for a little bit. I'm going to be honest. And that is Billy fucking Dixon, who has had an incredible body journey and has been on a whole new vision. As I said, serving jawline, darling, looking beautiful at the lowest weight of their career, taking on not Akira, not the death, death samurai Akira, but maid Kira, the alternate identity of the subby little maid who promises violence, wears beautiful Crocs, a lovely maid's costume. Both of them are known for having wild, hardcore, vicious matches, but this is the debut of Maid Kira. Maid Kira has never happened before. We don't know what we're going to expect. We don't know what kind Ooh. of style of fighting. This is brand new on the scene, and Billy Dixon doesn't give a damn because Billy's not scared of anything. Billy's fought all sorts of opponents. Billy has beat me in hardcore matches before. I'm saying no rules GCW style on this. Go as crazy as you want. Go as wild as you want. But also, like, speaking to Maid Kira about this, they are excited about the beauty, the fashion, and kissing boys. So uh, I always apologize to Masha Slamovich, who is the real-life partner of Akira, because I hit on Akira all the time. And I'm like, come on, Akira, let me take you to Olive Garden. But uh, I'm I'm worried about what this is going to do for uh, Maid Kira spirit because Maid Kira is going to get hit on a lot this weekend looking gorgeous in the pink in the little maid's costume and if there's one thing I love it's a subby little maid uh, so hopefully the enamoring qualities of Maid Kira don't distract Billy Dixon too much uh -oh. and Billy is able to get their first victory at a big gay brunch they have never won oh, at a big shit. gay brunch over the course of seven other oh, big God. gay brunches <laughs> <laughs> seven big gay brunches and billy has won zero times and will this be the change will this be the difference i don't know uh there are certain wrestlers that you bring up and i have you know like two minute interactions mm -hmm. with and uh billy dixon was one of the wrestlers that was like oh my god you're peter this is incredible so nice and just just as gracious as can be. And just and the most Bronx sweetie, like, yeah. girl. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> and you love it. It's just. And then watching, uh, I was very close by to see Sawyer Wreck um, spit beer <laughs> into Billy. Sawyer Wreck and Billy Dixon had a 
can only describe as a horny match. Yeah. And Billy, Billy's uh, idea going into this was to treat me like a virgin. And I don't think that Sawyer Wreck did. Um, <laughs> I was showing everyone at work the clip of Sawyer Wreck shooting the dart nurse. Yes. And then the TV right Throwing after. Throwing a flat screen TV and then jumping on a man. Incredible. Yep. Yeah, built the darts herself for the Nerf gun full of darts. Very dangerous shit. Uh, update, we are uh, pro Sawyer Wreck. Uh, a little uh, cold on Manders currently. I don't like some of these social media posts that I've been seeing. What's he doing? He's uh, leaning a little bit towards Mance at the moment, and I don't know what's going on. Here's the thing. He doesn't... He's hopeful that there's change in Mance's heart. Uh-huh. There's not. Mm. I know Mance Warner better than you do, Manders. And let me tell you a secret. He is he has put himself on one goal. He has people in his life that are now sending him that way. He's been spending more time with Steph Delander, obviously, and Matt Cardona. And uh I can't see him changing that easily. I don't think this is a hey brother, just think of the good times moment that's gonna change. And um sadly Manders is not here this weekend, so it's just me and Mance. And I am politely for her own safety asking Allie to stay out of the way of this one because I just don't want to see her get hurt in any mm-hmm. of this, obviously. Uh, moving on. I'm going to handle Mance Warner Friday night. I will victoriously show up Saturday morning. It will be beautiful. It will be lovely. We're going to have a good time. Uh, Keita Murray, who I saw this weekend, taking on Noah Vale. Uh, now, I booked Keita, and I said, Keita, I have one request. Will you post oh, this? Oh, Keita's Gorgeous. 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 And also, feel free to go check out their adult-oriented performer page. I said, will you post it on your adult page? And he said, yes. So he's got some people coming out to the Tampa show that are not necessarily there because he's good at wrestling. (laughs) I just want to say, following you on your adult page has been wonderful because I will be scrolling my feed in the morning, and all of a sudden, I go... Wait a second, and it's him fucking one of my favorite twinks. Just, he was describing something that he was doing for his uh, adult job to me this weekend, and I said, shut the fuck up, stop. He's the only wrestler I've ever been jealous of, when he tells me some of the other wrestlers in his field that he gets to work with. Either way, I put them against Noah Vale, non-binary legend, punk rock uh, extraordinaire, and also a uh, wrestler from what they call the forgotten state, which is Florida. Uh, they are a Florida original and I'm giving them a huge challenge. The forgotten state. Um, uh, honey, I wish I could forget. Honey, I it. forgot it. I got out of there. This is why I have to go back and like fix things. As Joey Janela once said, you're one of the only wrestlers that got out of Florida. It can be a trap. You can get stuck in Florida. And one of the problems with Florida is NXT performance center and WWE is kind of headquartered in the Florida region. Uh So people think you need to be there. But the fact is most things that you do in Florida are never seen by anyone. Mm. So hopefully this is a shine that Noah Vale gets, but Noah has been getting out of the state, uh, working paradigm, working, uh, Tennessee places, working Alabama places. So they have seen the light of getting away from Florida, but I think this will be a bigger national spotlight on what Noah Vale is capable of. But I got to tell you, Keita Murray is vicious Mean, handsome, gorgeous, and very, very good at professional wrestling. They've been wrestling over a decade. They know what they're doing. Uh, Noah Vale has a lot of fire and spirit in them, but uh, Kita is quite the quite the ring maestro. 
not Bradley Cooper. Uh, so I'm excited to see that. Now, here's the match that a lot of people are going to say they're saying they're saying it's going to steal the show. And I have to say, uh, you know, I'm looking at it and sometimes I look and I go, oh, no, it looks like I segregated based on race. Then I'm the only one thinking this, but also like I literally just made these matches based on like this would be such a sick match. And uh, yes, I did put the two hot Latin boys in the same match together, but it's because they're both such phenomenal performers. Jay Dahl has had a huge year working at TNA, working at Impact. We go way back. Used to be from Florida, used to train with Gangrel, moved out to Las Vegas for a long time, uh, is back in the Florida scene, has been doing a lot of work with TNA, uh, great work with Giselle Shaw and Trinity over at TNA, doing a lot of other stuff as well. But I don't think that they have had their in-ring skills highlighted as much as possible. And I think that this match against one of my favorite up-and-comers, Rico Gonzalez, uh, who did a promo with AC Mack for the show where you didn't know AC Mack was there, his fiance who recently retired from wrestling, uh, where he says, uh, I'm down to do anything. And AC Matt goes, whoa, 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 hold on. It's a wrestling match, not anything. And he's like, chill, Mac. it's a promo. <laughs> and I thought it was the most adorable shit. Rico's crazy. Rico looks like just the sweetest little angel boy. And then you see him in the ring, and you're like, oh, yeah, he'll kill someone. Oh, shit. AC Mac is the real scary street fighter vibe. Is he like he looks? I don't know. When I think I've I've seen him in a couple of matches, like Probably. in person, and he looks like he's coming out of the Mortal Kombat cast. Maybe okay. does he? He wears a SWAT to vest me, and he yells at you. To, yeah. Okay. All Very. Right, I'll like, take it. Yeah. Like he 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 feels like he belongs. He's in a, a force of energy. Game. I will yeah. tell you that. Like yeah. it's like. He like takes a, over a room. There's a real intensity when he appears. But see, it's like Rico has that intensity, but he hides it a little bit. And he comes out and it's like the beautiful Mexican music and the beautiful poncho and colors. And he's young and he's handsome. And then you see him in the ring and you're like, I think you're going to kill someone. Uh, I've seen him do double stomps off roofs. I've seen him take crazy neck bumps. And I think that this is a match where David all seems like maybe he has an advantage because he has a little more experience and a little more uh, clout in wrestling right now, but Rico knows that, and Rico is willing to do anything to get that across the board and and show that they belong just as much as anyone else. I have told these two, go crazy, go nuts, like take your time. We're going wild. I hope that they have the match that I expect them to, but I know that they will blow the roof off, guaranteed. I wish they were the main event, honestly. Uh, after that, I have given Pero a new challenge. Now, obviously, this match, Pero versus Karam, was supposed to happen in Chicago. Karam tore his knee, Ooh. tore the meniscus in his knee. This happened in uh, August, a few days before the show, and he has had a miraculous recovery and is now ready to compete again. Back in the ring, I'm making the match happen. Pero versus Karam is happening. Uh, Pero... Uh, who you may remember as being defeated by Baby Bop, mm -hmm. which was just Jimmy Lloyd in a Baby Bop costume. Uh, he is recovering from that, but I got to tell you, Karam, he is very angry about being defeated by Baby Bop, and I do keep rubbing it in his face, but Karam is giant and muscly and incredible and had a magical match with... Uh, uh, why, am I, why am I blanking on his... Daring Young, not Daring Young, Fred Rosser, uh, I was thinking of his WWE name. Had a really good match with Fred Rosser at the LA Big Gay Brunch. I think this is going to be a hoss fight. I think this is going to be big dudes doing big dude shit. And I am hopeful that Pero is defeated once and for all. 
because I cannot get this man away from me. I defeated him in LA for Big Gay Brunch. He came back. I sent Baby Bob after him. He came back. I sent Big Demo at him at the Big Gay Brunch in England. He came back. It's hard to get rid of Pero. And I'm hopeful that Karm can handle him, put him down. Also, Karam, uh, his boyfriend's so hot. I just want to say that sidebar note. Go, just go follow Karam's page and uh, look upon the beauty of the muscle daddy and the porcelain skin twink, and just like imagine them kissing on the lips. I don't know. Okay, this is about wrestling. It doesn't matter. Now, this next match, I have to be cautious talking about it because I have a surprise in store that neither of them knows about, and that is Sawyer Rag versus Lindsay Snow. Lindsay Snow's Twitter on handle is Florida Ma'am. She is the Florida Ma'am. She's crazy. Both of them uh, are from Florida. Sawyer Rack I met for the first time in Florida at a uh, show, uh, Mayhem on Mills in Orlando, and I saw her for the first time, and I was like, Jesus Christ, you're a superstar. You're incredible. And since then, she's been on a hell of a run. Uh, both of them are very familiar with each other. They are both of that Florida scene, and both of them are just like the most badass fucking athletes who are willing to just bleed and get cut up and get destroyed. I've watched both of them have just the craziest death matches you've ever seen. I hope that this will be just as crazy. And with my surprise, uh, I think it's going to get even crazier. And I don't want to ruin the surprise. And I've been talking to Brett about it. And I said, should I just tell people what's going on? And they said, no, this is going to be a huge surprise. It's going to be incredible. Let's see what happens. And I said, all right, we're going to see what happens. So we uh, we may see some more people in this match. We're going to see how it goes. But I think either way, you're going to see a badass, hardcore celebration of femdom realness. Hell yeah. And that's what I love. Uh, Sawyer Wreck is another person when they get in the ring. You just feel Yes, the, the energy changes. Yeah. Like, they are a spectacle. And they control the room. And also, like, she'll smile when she gets beat up. Which is the scariest fucking thing of all. Yeah. Like they'll hit her with a chair in the face and she'll look up and then she'll smile at you and then grab you and throw your ass. If I ran into her, I would just go ahead and hand my wallet and phone and everything over without any questions. She hits very hard. I just want to be honest. I've been I've been hit by Sawyer Wreck before. And it is not it's painful. Uh huge international match from Oakland, Iran, the lovely Famous superstar, Sheik or be Sheik, Dark Sheik, taking on someone making their United States debut, someone who main evented the Big Gay Brunch in uh, England with me, maybe? Maybe not. Maybe we did something else. Either way, we we had a lot of matches together in England. Yeah. And that's Shay Monet. Uh, Shay Monet is phenomenal was recently the TNT world champion in Liverpool for a few minutes before Tate Mayfair's ruined that for them. Uh, but now they are making their United States debut at a big gay brunch for Effie in the U.S., in Tampa, in Florida, against Dark Sheik, and Sheik is not happy about it. Uh, as she put it, was Fandango busy? Was Mickey James busy? Why can't I have a big marquee match? Why instead do I have to welcome someone to the United States who doesn't deserve to be on the poster with me? <gasps> yeah, she was not happy about it. Damn. She's in a mood. Uh, Dark Sheik is a queen who's been doing this for 20 years and is at the top of her fucking game right now. And if I was Shay Monet, I would bring my fucking heat. Yeah. I would bring my fucking yeah. heat. I would do my fucking best. But Sheik is here to plant a flag in the soil and say, this is my fucking territory. 
why am I having to be in this match with you and, you know, welcome you to your debut? Like it's some big thing about you. And I think it will be chic or be chic. So Shea Monet, buckle up, bring your best and show them what it's all about. Cause you, you have a challenge ahead. Uh, I watched a match on Monday of, it was me and Ali versus MV Young and Dark Sheik and, Dark Sheik, not only can she take a beating, which I saw her do from me, she can also kick you very accurately. And you don't need that many kicks when they're that accurate to take your fucking head off. All right, we got to talk about the main event. First, I want to remind everyone, please, Saturday, hashtag Big Gay Tampa. This has been something that we have struggled with in the past, where me and Brett have not talked. And we mix up the hashtags and so we end up using different hashtags and he's like what's the problem and i was like i want to see everything conglomerated i want to see everyone in one place and i want to fucking trend across this nation okay hashtag big gay tampa should be trending everywhere it should be the number one trend in the united states it should be the number one fucking trend in the world hashtag big gay tampa put it on everything put it on all your predictions put it on all your graphics all your retweets all your screen grabs all your arriving at the venue and I'm hammered, all your outfit choices, hashtag Big Gay Tampa. I need it. I want it. I need to see it. I want to feel it. We need to show the world. We need to show the world. Uh, why'd that show with Nick Nemeth not sell out right away if he's such a big global superstar? Never mind. I'm not going to bring that up. That's not very nice to say. <laughs> we should have done an Effie graphic instead. <gasps> the main event. Now, there was a news article yesterday uh, from these two where they said, we talked to Vince McMahon about our gimmick, and he said, you're not gay, you're metrosexual. And I just want to say, keep an open mind, boys, because I'm about to take you down a dark path. Mace and Mansoor, otherwise known as MXM, formerly known as Maximum Male Models, who used to do some weird hot shit on WWE, uh, are coming to get inside the bussy. They think they're going to beat up the bussy. They think this is going to be an easy day at the races. I watched them for Deadlock Pro. They recently debuted there as a tag team because they uh, they came too quick. They couldn't wait to just debut with Bussy, which was supposed to be their tag debut. Uh, and I want to say this. It's great you're over there pretending you're all big, tough, cool, work-rate wrestlers. I don't give a fucking shit. I've watched 100 work-rate, boring-ass, no-character, look-at-how-hard-we-can-go tag teams Come and fucking go. No one fucking cares. I've seen the fucking uh, charges they want to put up to bring in your tag team because you can do a few falsies. Suck my fucking dick. I don't give a shit. All y'all are mediocre as fuck. And guess who's not? Bussy. Guess who's in Japan? Bussy. Guess who's in Australia? Bussy. Guess who's in Canada? Bussy. Guess who's in England? Bussy. Guess who's in Germany? Bussy. Guess who's all across the United States? Bussy. And not only are we just there, we are fucking over over and over and over again. We are not just a little spectacle on the side. And all these other tag teams come in, they have a two to three month run, and then everybody's seen it all, and they're fucking bored. Bussy can do everything. Bussy are entertainers. Bussy are fighters. Bussy will bleed, but Bussy will not die from blood loss. So, Mansoor, Mace, please bring your best in this main event contest, because there's nothing you can do that will scare Bussy. There's nothing you can do that will run Bussy off. And uh, you're coming into the house of Effie, where after a night of debauchery and blood loss and concussions, you'll be dealing with a version of me that while I run a show, 
has so little focus on worrying about your health or well-being that by the time I get in the ring for the main event, it is a giant fucking release. I have been edging for 25 hours, and this is the last thing I have to do. The last thing I have to do is get in the ring with maximum male models, and they think they're going to show me something new. They think they're going to catch me off guard. Go back and watch any of the big gay brunches and watch me in the main event. Watch me get choke slammed off a ladder by Maxi Impaler from 10 feet in the air and still beat them. Watch me uh, have to fight some idiot who's coming back on a dissonance tour after I paid them too much money and had to lose to them on my own event, and I'm not welcoming them back to wrestling. Watch me main event against Charles Mason and Billy Dixon and Perro and still be victorious. Watch me covered in blood at every event and still give the most entertaining goddamn performance you've ever seen after running an entire show. Mason Mansour, I'm so honored to have you. Some people ask, are they gay? No, but people want to see them, and they want to see Bussy surround them crush them and wear them out you think you can last in bussy i don't think you can last five minutes in bussy and i think you're about to find out that the reason we're actually the best tag team in the entire world is because we're the only tag team that actually fights everyone we're not scared of intergender we're not scared of proving ourselves on a tv contract we're not scared to ask our boss permission for what we do we do whatever the fuck we want to do we staple you we put you through tables we make you eat our crotches we don't give a fuck we are the true outlaws of wrestling and you are standing up against someone that you think i think you're underestimating good luck to mason mansoor welcome back to the indies and keep the fuck up You're about to face the biggest test that you've ever faced, ever will face, and you'll be begging to be back in some fucking four-falsy, boring-ass tag match because you can't handle doing this at the level we do it every goddamn day of the year. How was that, Peter? Yeah. Did you get fired up for the match? Yeah. I just also want to say, Mansoor, Mason Madden, y'all are fucking hot, and it's not going to distract me, and I'm not scared to beat up a hot man, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for Big A Brunch in Tampa. I think um, not smoking weed and taking my dream gummies, I think I'm processing my stress out before it happens. Yeah. And I'm very low key about this. And I have a lot of people where I have done something I usually don't do, where I have put it to the wind and let other people help out with stuff. And the chips are going to fall where they fall. We're going to have a great time. But I love being able to tell myself, you're the main event of the show Friday. You can't be everybody else's point of contact. There's 100 gays there to help. Let them figure it the fuck out. Uh, For talent, if you have a question, ask anyone but Effie. I got shit to do. Uh, It's not that hard. You're in a show. You've done it before. There's no mystery here. Uh, I hope all of you will watch along on Fight TV, on Triller. If you're not able to watch live, I hope you watch it back later. (coughs) And I hope that... uh, For Vince's sake, he puts on a good show Saturday night because we are going to put on one of the best wrestling shows of all time Saturday morning, and they're going to watch your show and be disappointed if you can't keep up. (coughs) How's that, Peter? Woo! Was I fired up? Yeah, I Yeah, I felt it. I felt it. I'm pretty hungry, even though I ate all that oatmeal. Yeah? I ate a lot of oatmeal. Yeah? And I put yogurt in it for extra protein. Three packs of oatmeal and a yogurt together. Yeesh. I'll say this, cutting sweets, I've cut like real sweets, Mm -hmm. but I've really found the balance of like low sugar, high fiber oatmeal as a sweet treat or a low sugar vanilla yogurt with protein as a sweet treat. And hopefully it's resetting my taste buds somewhat. And guess what? Every time I go to the store, I really want to buy a Reese's fucking caramel big cup. And guess what I do? 
I don't buy a Reese's Caramel Big Cup because guess what? I'm not going to be the reason I fail. And I'm ready. And by April, I'm going to look disgusting. You'll already see this weekend, like by Friday, like I'm, I'm, I'm not slim, but you can, the muscles are poking out more now Mm. and it's hot Mm -hmm. and y'all just wait. I'm never going to get as skinny as I was where Allie says I can't pull my butt out anymore because you can see my hole, but I am going to be hot bodied, ripped, shredded, gorgeous. And everyone, guess what? You all have consent to touch my nipples. If you buy merch, reach over and touch them. My right one though. I think you should very be charging for that. Yeah. Buy merch. You think I should charge extra to touch my mm-hmm. nipples? Uh, and they think I'm good at business. All right, so if you pay ten dollars extra, you, you can touch pay my nipple. for the nipple touching. Allie charges more for the hats, and that's my that's oh my, my consulting. Yeah, don't make her mad by charging more for the hats. <laughs> I'm not getting into that right now. Uh, we will have Bussy merch on hand this weekend, of course. I will have Effie merch, but we will also have the Say Gay shirts. Uh, Friday at the GCW show, I'm only going to be able to sell merch before the show because of the blood loss predicted for the after show. Yeah, and then Saturday I will be doing a meet and greet after the show. Uh, I will have someone running my merch table, though, so I can't speak for Allie and Bussy Merch, but if you want anything from Effie, get it before, because uh, it's going to be difficult after, because I'm going to be taking pictures with everyone. If you want to meet, if you want to greet, buy something. That's part of my job. I have to keep reminding people this. I'm a very sweet boy, and I love everyone, but if you are using up portions of my time, please be willing to uh, compensate me for that a little bit. I only have so much time in a day. And I only have so much time to go out and sell merch. My store is not open from 8 to 5. My store is open about 25 minutes. So please uh, please be respectful, be mindful. And you don't have to buy anything from me if you'll go support all the other people on the show. Yeah. Check them out. Meet them. See what they've got. There's a lot of very cool people that are going to be there. And I would like for them to leave uh, feeling like they met new fans, made new friends, and uh, sold a little bit of their stuff. And I promise you they're charging a little less than I am. We had to raise the AFI prices. I'm sorry to everyone. That's why we do a merch discount for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah. You can get a discount on the Patreon. Thank you and good night.